What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Dogbot. What's happening? Oh, not much. You know, when a chupacabra burps, sometimes it's kind of like when you find that chicken in the back of your refrigerator that you meant to cook like three weeks ago, and then you open the package. Oh, God. Yes, I recognize that smell. All right. Well, hi, Reinhardt. How's it going? Um, <laughs> I need you to settle something. You know, just a quick, short answer for me. Oh, sure. So on Ascending the Spectrum last night, we were all debating, because Magnus is a disbeliever, does time travel make you gay forward and backwards? Oh, man. We, you know, I have to go back and read the original blog post on the starboard stuff where we originally we originally discussed the um the perils of time time travel and how it makes you gay if you don't use a fair gay cage i can't remember if it's only back i'm pretty sure going forward does too i'm not 100 percent though i don't want to be quoted uh we'll look that up we will look that up uh, well if you if you if if you take the time machine into your nether regions and you reach around space and time, then yes, forward and backwards, it does make you gay. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Jack, wow. are you getting these notes? Jack is with us also tonight. Oh, yeah. All but right. I swear to God, I think Magnus said going forward makes you gay. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. going backwards makes more sense. Well, going backwards makes sense because that way you don't, you know, hook up with your grandmother or your mom, a la Marty McFly. Right, yeah. but but going forward, you could accidentally sleep with like your progeny, a couple that generations too. down. Right, yeah. which is just as bad. Yes, it is all bad, but not as yes. But I believe that the going forward wouldn't be as impactful for you personally as it would going back. So me, true, but yeah. that. But the product of that relationship could end up looking like freaking Charles Habsburg. So you never know. Right. Or Edgar Allan Poe, for that matter. What an ugly yeah. guy that was. Holy shit. I know he was a drug addict, but like he looks like something off of um was it was it Maury that did the meth face people? Or was it was that Jerry Springer? I don't remember. I don't know. It kind of looks like an eighteen nineties version of like skins. Remember that <laughs> show from the UK? Oh god. Yeah, he's not a handsome, but he's doing that now. Is he doing the hidden hand in that picture or is he just retarded? Oh, it's the hidden hand. Okay. I think it's the hidden hand. Yeah. And also him like being the supposed like retarded drug addict. Did he really write all that horror? Johnny, the hidden hand doesn't really mean anything. It's not that important. It's just it just means that sometimes their like half of their hand got cold. You know, it was colder then, you know, cuz there wasn't global warming. So, <laughs> right. I thought he just wanted to look more important than he was. You know, it's a very that's very noble gesture. Yeah, well, maybe yeah, he all saw the nobility. other like fancy men, you know, putting half of their hand inside their jacket. Well, you, know? I, you would he, think you would think that in the um in you know, in the newspapers that all the where they put the wood carvings and the paintings and where all the famous people have their hands halfway in their jacket. So I'm we surprised. have an answer to the time travel question, by the way. The answer to the time... Oh, we do. What is it? Yep. It's both forwards and backwards. Okay. Ha! I knew it. And that's from where? I have found it on the uh, starboard stuff. Okay. 
Does time travel? It is forward and backwards. That's right. The Faraday cage is really the only way that you can um, mitigate the effects of the gayness of time travel. Oh, well. I mean, I mean, you remember that 80s TV series, Quantum Rape. I mean, Leap. <laughs> <laughs> you remember when he remember when he turned into a downy? Yeah, that was the best. <laughs> was that Scott Bakula? Yeah, yeah he Scott was Bakula. So, <laughs> he looked in the mirror and he's like, fuck, I'm retarded. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he actually did Me say, well, he did say, I'm retarded. That was, that's, I'm retarded. Yes. And he showed it in the mirror and the guy in the mirror is like, I'm retarded. Oh, my God. Quality television right there. Quality Jewish TV programming for you there, guys. Quality. Holy cow. All right. Well, we're going to oh, disappoint everybody who thought we were going to shitpost tonight because we're not. Because Jack and Reinhardt shitposted last night. So they're all done shitposting for the week, right? Um, sure. Jack's like, I'm awake, pretty, aren't I? Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. I mean, I haven't even had an energy drink today, so. Oh, boy. Yeah, I haven't either. I did, I, I did start... Um, a new kind of caffeine routine. I'm trying to cut back on the coffee because apparently, did you guys read the the red pill on coffee? Is that coffee is actually very detrimental all the way around? And the reason why we react the way we do to coffee is because our body's trying to expel the poison. It's the same as pretty much the same reaction as alcohol. Mm. Well, yeah, no, the, the caffeine is created by the coffee bean to protect it from being eaten by other things. Um, it makes your heart rate faster so that it can be expelled faster. Uh, it makes you poop because it's trying to get it out of your system, get itself out of your system. Um, it's actually, the caffeine jitters is actually like a reaction to the poison that caffeine is. Interesting. Right. So, if you want to poop, just go for a run or go lift or something. Don't drink coffee. Or get stuck in traffic. That's always a good, that's always a, dude, the worst, oh, dude, the worst is like, after having like two cups of coffee and a bran muffin getting stuck on the traffic in the Bay Bridge, that sounds smart. Yeah. <sighs> wow. I mean, that sounds is, like your fault. Is that why there's so much shit all over uh, San Francisco? That is why. It's because the traffic and people just can't stand it, so they get out of their cars and just shit on the street. That and the homeless and the migrant people. You know, I guess if you call them people. I really didn't believe the the like street shitter thing until I actually went to San Francisco and saw it right before my eyes. Oh, like, is there an influx of Indians there? Is, no, like people actually doing it in the street, but probably. It's huh. not just no, it's not just Indians. It's literally everybody. But once they got rid yeah. of the sit lie laws, then um, people could, you know, sleep on the street. And then they got rid of the public urination and defecation regulations, and you just piss and shit wherever you feel like it. And I they, which Jew came up with that idea? Uh, I'm gonna have to say it was probably. I don't know. I wonder if London Breed had anything to do with it. The mayor, um, or, or or that one Scott Weiner that yeah, uh, I was gonna made say legal legal to rape kids and fucking give give AIDS blood. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking blood bank. He's pretty. He's he's a pretty disgusting Jew. He goes to the Folsom Street Fair and walks around in BDSM gear with the rest of the disgusting fags out there. I've seen pictures of him. It's really, it's sick. Wasn't there a picture of him like holding a leash for some BDSM furry thing? That sounds, yeah, he goes to the, it's called the Folsom Street Festival. It's literally an open air BDSM, like live action porn out on the street. 
for the entire weekend. Folsom Street Blues. Oh my god, it's so bad. Yeah, it's terrible. Anyways, he's yeah, and he he's part of it every year. He's a disgusting god. Yeah, and he's the he's the one that wants to pass the uh, the statutory rape regulation uh, changes to make it so that you know if you're in your early twenties, you can still have sex with thirteen, fourteen year old boys. I think that already went through, bro. Did it go through? I thought it was proposed. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think it went through. No, that like everybody that all the state legislature that were against it were denounced as bigots, and they uh, probably relented. Hmm. Yeah, there's that one woman that's like, you know, I'm fa- I'm really progressive, but this is just really problematic. The language in this bill, yeah, you know, I have I have children, and this makes me really uneasy. Gonna yeah, gonna approve it anyway, though. Yeah, yeah. You don't Actually, want your Jack, neighbors. To, you don't want your neighbors to start, you know, letting their dogs shit on your lawn or anything, you know. Well, I mean, you're already letting homeless people do it. Not not in her neighborhood, I bet. Oh. Oh, mm, the homeless even in the rich been, neighborhoods. The rich, yeah, the rich neighborhoods are getting it too. That's the problem. That is the problem that they're having. They're like, oh, they, they call them nimby's. It's uh, not in my backyard. These people, they vote. <laughs> no, I remember. I remember that. Yeah. that. I mean, that that was the reason why nuclear power plants didn't go up everywhere. Right, because NIMBY. It's yeah. NIMBYism. Right, NIMBYism. But the same thing with the homeless. It's like, yeah, it's great if they're it's great if they're on Folsom Street and Second Street, Third Street, and whatever. But you know, you keep them out of. Um, Oh, what is it? Something forest. Not Wake Forest. That's in North Carolina. But there's one section, there's one section in this, in the uh, residential area of the city that is like super high end little mini castles. <laughs> it's pretty, you probably hmm. recognize it from that 13 panel panoramic. <laughs> A lot of, wonder what, kind of wonder what kind of Ed Buck dungeons they got down there. Uh, dude, I did, a, I did a remodel on a house on Divisadero that had the most sickening art. We had this, there was a head. Uh, we called it the Marilyn Manson head because that's the closest thing it, it looked like, but uh, it wasn't Marilyn Manson. It was like if Marilyn Manson, Jack Skellington, and you know those um, those those uh, apple witch art things that people make with like apples where they like, they carve the face and it Yeah, the shrunken head. The shrunken head apple things, yeah. If you crossed all three of those together and made it like five feet high, that's what it was. And it was it was freaky. And uh, the rest of the artwork, now that I think about it, was definitely Podesta esque. So, I was about to say that. Oh. Yeah, this house. Well, I, I don't want to say who the house belonged to, but it was a very wealthy San Franciscan who owned uh, part of uh, a sports organization. Let's just say, and um, he had some very very creepy art. A lot of the like the when I when I first started working in San Francisco doing uh, high-end residential remodels. A lot of those people, and I say high-end, I mean like, you know, the houses are four and five million dollars. Um, and they do like a million dollar renovation on it. It's, it's They have some really, really weird art. And you're like, oh, it's just rich people and their eclectic taste. Now, after the Podesta thing, you're like, no, these are very sick, sick people. Yeah, it's amazing how, uh, how everything starts to come into perspective even from just your memories from years ago when you start thinking about things with your eyes that have seen the truth and you're like oh my god wow that was actually really disgusting i can't believe i actually witnessed that yeah like oh that looks like satanic art that couldn't be this guy's a really wealthy millionaire and like he's got 
you know, he owns this company and it, oh, it was another weird painting. Looks like it's some demons eating children. That's just odd. Huh. What a weird taste this guy has in art. Like that one Rothschild who has the uh, speedboat and the sail is made of like uh, black dudes raping and killing white people. Yeah, I believe that's and David that, And that weird flat design art. That's David de Rothschild, I think. He's the one that's like, like, yeah, we're Rothschilds, but that doesn't mean anything, okay? We're just billionaires. Like, that, that's all. Like, we're no but different. then he flaunts the symbolism. <laughs> right. But then he's super, yeah, like, everything's got, like, the Illuminati eye and, like, the red shield and the niggers raping white women. Red shoes. Red, oh, the red shoes. Yeah, wasn't the, um, the Red Shoe Diary, wasn't that a series or was that a movie? I think it was a series, The Red Shoe Diary. I remember. Oh, I don't know. Uh, sounds sounds very feminine. No, it was about. It was like a um. I believe it, it was, was like a series. A private investigator or something, wasn't it? Did you pull it up? It by it was by Playboy Entertainment. Oh boy, <laughs> never mind. It wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Johnny. Never mind. No, I just like this popped into my head. Like red shoes. Why do I know the word red shoes? Red shoes. Oh wait, never mind. That's yeah. It's some porn shit. Wizard of Oz. Was it a very artistic thing? I honestly don't know. I just recognize the name. Nothing else is coming to my mind other than that name. So. Yeah, Wizard of Oz is pretty telling. Wizard of Oz and the ruby slippers. Yeah, red shoes. Mm-hmm. Follow the red shoes. It got it got rave reviews at one of those uh, Robert Redford fucking film retreat things. What did? I don't know. Your your red shoe thing. Oh, did it? No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I didn't. I just recognize. I just look. The name just came back into my mind for some reason. I have no idea why. I honestly don't it's know huge why. It's huge France. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> what a shock! Are you looking at like Probably. the Wikipedia or something? Because I have no idea what you're talking about. No, I'm actually looking at some of the uh, pictures in uh, in the chat for this episode oh. and just marveling at the construction. Yeah. So. We actually have a topic tonight. You know, it is it is the weekend show. We did the Nationalist Inquirer, which, by the way, uh, is killing it this week. Dude, our numbers have gone up like almost exponentially. I don't know what we did, but people are really enjoying the show. So, real quick, thank you everybody for listening. Appreciate it very much. Yes, that is awesome. You guys are the best. You really are. When we do get in the content. Are we are we getting into it? Uh, in a second, Reinhardt filibuster for like thirty seconds. Okay. Well, um, so before we get into it tonight, this topic actually was suggested to us on Telegram. Uh, we were wanted to get a little bit of audience participation this week for our topic, and uh, I don't remember the name. Forgive me for that. But if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, so tonight's topic is catacombs. And uh, we we didn't just stop at catacombs because as I started getting into catacombs, I just could not stop looking at ossuaries. <laughs> Which, yeah. Uh, and so, like, I went down an ossuary rabbit trail hole. I don't know. I went down an ossuary catacomb. <laughs> These <laughs> and, things are ridiculous, aren't they? Well, I've always been fascinated with the level of construction and the reasoning behind them. 
but getting to see some of these pictures because now now some of these places are so finely preserved by whatever local and uh, country governments are you know are responsible for them that you that they have them you know well lit with electrical lighting and everything else and you really get to see you you they you really get to take in the splendor of some of these you know the photographs of some of these places. Yes, I'd call it a I call it a morbid splendor. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing. Hey, so we, do we already? You already said the topic name is catacombs, right? Ossuaries. Mm-hmm. And also, what else did we find? Uh, well, in the ossuaries, what do they call that other thing we found? The skull, uh, the skull chapel. Is, is that a is that a uh, a sub genre? Skull chapels. I mean, it can be, but these ossuaries and skull chapels kind of interlap okay. or overlap. I'm sorry. Interlap. Um, okay. But the concepts uh, we'll find are the same because a lot of the same imagery, exact same imagery, is found uh, in both. Yes, that's absolutely true. They're very much very similar. Um, catacombs are very creepy, creepy places. Um, the official definition of a catacomb is a man-made subterranean passageway for religious practice any chamber used as a burial place is a catacomb although the word is most commonly associated with the roman empire hmm now i don't want to turn this into a hidden history episode but i think it might sort of just constantly misdirect itself back there yeah, I think the two the two are really going to overlap in this um, as far as the creepiness of this subject and just the hidden history because we're going to find as we go through some of these places that the official narratives regarding the timing of their uh, construction, their methods of construction, and their contents, the bones themselves, are very off especially if you've been following the hidden history stuff that we've already done and you've been doing your own research. Yes, we're going to have a major narrative um, cognitive dissonance or just disagreement with the narrative. So the first place to be referred to as a catacomb was a system of underground tombs between the second and third milestones of the Appian Way in Rome, where the bodies, excuse me, of the apostles Peter and Paul were supposed to be buried. Hmm. Interesting. Um, the name of that place in light, <clears throat> excuse me, in late Latin was catacumbus. So a word of obscure origin, possibly deriving from a proper name or else a derivation of the Latin phrase, phrase cat- catatumbas among the tombs. The word originally referred only to the Roman catacombs, but was extended by 1836 to refer to any subterranean receptacle of the dead, as in the 18th century Paris catacombs, which, strangely enough, look just as old as the Roman ones. Hmm. Right. And an impossible amount of bones down there, which were actually, (laughs) I found this, apparently it's around 6 million Bones. Interesting. Six million, you say? Yes. Were there any nose bones found? Well, considering they're made of cartilage, uh, probably not. That's a joke, Reinhardt. (laughs) Oh, so that means the other bones weren't found either. 
Right, so none of the bones were actually found. Well, much, no, they just disappear into thin air. Much like the bones at Treblinka. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, speaking of yeah. bones, real quick, before we, before we really, really get into the topic, did you guys hear... Uh, I know we talked about the churches burning in Canada, and it was because supposedly they found mass graves, right? Right. Did you see uh, the, I guess it was like the former head of uh, the Indigenous Council of Canada or whatever it was like, yeah, no, this is all bullshit because there were headstones. They were all made of wood. The wood eroded. All the names were there. Of course, there were bodies. It was a graveyard. That's not surprising. Yeah. So it's literally libtards starting shit. And this is a woman well, who's like normally a libtard. Well, it's just a, it's just an easy false uh, pretense sure. to attack people's religion in a place that, I mean, Canada, like how many less levels of free would you say Canadians live under than we do <sighs> you know, under our false pretense of freedom here um, in the United States? I don't know. Are they like... We we were pretty far in there. They're like, no, you were like little baby. Watch this lockdown. But, yeah, like their their lockdown shit's a lot more severe, and yeah. I don't think they ever had anything like a particular freedom of religion or anything like that. I so I think well, I think they had freedom of religion, sort of. I think that's how they ended up with the Quebecois, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong. I'm probably gonna get like SS and SS are probably seething right now, like. Johnny, no! No, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I just... That is uh, not correct! Just the fact that they didn't stop at just Catholic churches, that they're, that they're just attacking any church they can... Right. They can get their hands on in right. Toronto. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's... But but it's the same thing. Like, there's... You know, it's like when they said they've, they found a mass grave in Tulsa. It's... Well, yeah, a mass grave with fucking coffins in it? That's, that's called a graveyard. I don't know if you know right. that. Yeah. It's a great. You know, if they went, like, if they knocked down all the headstones, right, in, uh, in the Confederate uh, graveyards here in the South and just clean them all up, right? And in a few years, they're like, they dig them up. Oh my God, there's a mass grave here. They'll probably do that. You know, it's, they've probably been doing this throughout history. You think? Well, actually, uh, that kind of ties in with tonight's topic. I know. That's why that I did a, that. That was a good CQ. Thank you. Thank you. I've been working on them. Six seasons, I finally got <laughs> right. one right. It's, all, it's never as great a CQ if you have to mention that it is. You know? Like Dude, that's, that's the entire point of pointing out the CQ. Exactly. <sighs> How many levels of, like, whoosh are we at now? <laughs> Five. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, yeah, the, the CQ. Go ahead, Reinhardt. Oh, no. Um, well, so the official narrative as to the construction of many of these catacombs, specifically uh, ones in Paris or, uh, as we'll see, in Brno in the Czech Republic, um, the purpose for these catacombs with all of these bones arranged in them was because of overcrowding in cemeteries. Uh, this was after major wars, after years and years of plague, uh, whatever narrative they want to you know, piddle. Sure. Um, graveyards were running out of room, and so they elected to use 
uh, old mining tunnels, old sewage tunnels, uh, right. these man-made structures that were already there. They decided to just dump thousands and thousands of skeletons and bones in these places. Well, and by dump, I mean neatly stack them in geometric and occult fashion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then just, you know, shove a cross in there. Right. And now it's a Christian thing. Because there's a cross. So, somehow. Ergo Christian. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, that... Isn't that's that how it works? The more the more crosses, the more Christian. I mean, I guess, yeah, I, I, I think I so. Don't, I, I don't know. Speaking of crosses in Christian, real quick, uh, we forgot to mention in the Nationalist Enquirer that the uh, Eastern Orthodox Church is completely BTFO. Your oh po- yeah, sorry, yes. Ortho Bros. Yeah, sorry, Ortho Bros, but your Pope is a fag too. He said, "Get the shot, or you can't go to heaven." Did he really? Pretty much. Oh man, that makes that meme uh, that meme religion look really bad, man. Yeah. yeah, you mean the what did I call it the other day, Reinhard? It's like Catholicism without no, it's because it's that oh, fuck. It was funny. Oh, I forget what you called it. It was, it was hilarious. Catholicism with Adidas on. <laughs> <laughs> Catholicism while Slav squatting. Right, Catholicism with like gold chains. Right. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so the Eastern Orthodox head of the Eastern or- Eastern Orthodox religion said, get your COVID vax. And of course, Dr. Fauci said, get your Fauci ouchie or just pff, get over it. Get it. Fag. All right. Enough just of that. Get over it for the greater good. Get over it for the greater good. Stop being an individual. Spent 200 years in this country making everybody an individual. And now they're saying we're not an individual anymore. Hmm. Were we ever really, though? No. No. Yeah. Convenient. Right. Yes. Very convenient. It's always convenient. Um, you know, didn't somebody post... Let's get back to the catacombs. Didn't mm-hmm. somebody post something about catacombs in Washington, D.C. and in Indiana and other places in the United States? My original hunt was so to try to find American catacombs because the... Ones over in Europe seem to be like easy pickings, but right. I was wondering if there was any uh, any American catacombs. And the the ones in D.C. are pretty weird because uh, the the premise behind the ones in D.C. are they built them to be like European ones, but they're not. So they're made to look old, but they're really not. Right. Right. They just happen to look this so because we wanted to look like Europe. Yeah, like that was the thing. Like it, it was like we're we're trying to be like Europe. You know, deal you, with it. You can tell it's real because it looks so fake. Was, are we are we here again with that? Yes, yes. So the catacombs do have an official uh, papal endorsement and contain one very real skeleton. What looks to be like a seven or eight year old child. Okay. Uh, legend holds that the bones belong to a martyr from the 2nd century and made their way to D.C. from the catacomb of St. Uh, uh, Callistus in 1929. Above the catacombs, the Franciscans have also brought together a sort of spiritual amusement park, complete with replicas of the tomb of Jesus yeah. and other numerous altars, chapels, and grottoes from the old world. Okay. Visitors can complete a veritable world tour of Roman and Middle Eastern religious shrines in a singular afternoon. 
because only in America would you need to turn all of these things into a fucking amusement park. So it's like a dark religious world's fair. Not as big. More like uh, Six Flags, except it's, uh, you know, just the Swiss flag. So it's like Ken Ham's <laughs> Creation Museum, but for religion. Uh, I think in your state that they built a giant ark, didn't they? That's yeah, that's in Kentucky. It's in Kentucky. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. It was also Ken Ham. It was, yeah, it was also Ken Ham. God, I hate that guy. Yeah, I was going to say, Ken Ham also BTFO. Yeah, exactly. <sighs> so, so the catacombs in D.C., when were those built, supposedly? What was the year? Uh, I, I thought it was the late 1800s. Okay. Well, that, that would make sense. Yeah, the 1800s. I'm pulling up now. I had something. Oh, yeah, mid, mid-19th century, so mid-1800s. Mm. Huh. Like so, around 1850? So... Before or after the Civil War, right? Mid-1800s, right? Yeah. I guess after the Civil War, we needed to bury all those dead, so they just dug all these tunnels underneath. Now, were these catacombs anywhere related to the tunnels that evacuated the people from the fourth basement of the state capitol building? I mean, they probably are considering, you know, how many of these tunnels are artificially collapsed or flooded, and apparently with our modern technology we can't pump out water or move some debris out of the way so that way, that way we can check hmm. that just can't happen apparently in any of these catacombs no no apparently you need to be um some sort of a mining engineer in order to in order to uh to do this kind of a thing in the catacombs right uh, do they have do, does the does the Washington D.C. have one? Because I know the Paris catacombs, they have uh, that guy that you posted, Reinhardt, Louis Etienne Hercard de Tue. like that guy. Okay, he's uh, a politician, a man of science. He wrote 350 articles, and he's responsible for the uh, the catacombs. He's also a member of numerous societies. Oh, what kind of societies? Well, apparently that included the National Horticulture Society of France, but I'm assuming there was a lot more going on there, considering this is France in the mid-1800s, well, high society. You know, he was uh, named the director of the Batiment Civil of Paris in 1823, and in that capacity, he oversaw the construction of the Paris Bourse and the completion of the Arc de Triomphe. One of the most stunning examples of reset architecture. Like, if not the, like the whole thing, the everything about it with, with the Palace of Versailles and the gardens and all that stuff. And yeah, yes, this guy. This Amazing. guy. Yep. And yet this guy is, is the one who they chose not to create the catacombs. He's not the one who, who apparently Oh, I'm sorry. Them. I thought this was the guy that created him. That's my, I'm reading wrong. No, no, he didn't create them. They brought in a mining engineer to decorate the Paris right. catacombs. Right, that's what he did. Sometime in the early 1800s with all the bones. Because apparently these things were just lying around in some mass grave uh, with no coffins or gravestones. 
And he's the one who elected to arrange them in all of the geometric patterns and the pillars of skulls and tibiae that we see. Perfectly um, arranged. I mean, in like cylindrical towers of these bones that could only be done today with probably like CAD machines and like robots. Right. I don't, but I don't can't be done today. That. Just like, you know, we can't go to the moon today. Right. Well, that's because we lost the technology, Reinhardt. Don't you listen to I Don? Thought, Don Pettit said we lost it, okay? I thought I had dropped these before the show, but the the Franciscan Monastery in D.C., where these fake catacombs supposedly are, the above-ground architecture and the inside of this building is just amazing. Wow. And, I mean, look at, look at, the, look at the inside of the, the altar the altar area of this uh, this building. Now, do you guys think that this architecture is original, uh, for lack of a better term, original Tartarian or impossible architecture, or is it mimicking that architecture? Oh, this is mimicking. Just like the catacombs were supposed to be mimicking. This is this, These last two pictures that you posted, DB, are the outside? It's last three. Last uh, well, three. well, one's on the inside, and then there I got two on the outside Man, from different wow. angles. Okay, so. the inside. Wow, the inside. It's got uh, one of the domes that's in all like the um, the what on earth happened in the lost history of flat Earth and all those other documentaries that he got his stuff from. That's de- that dome is definitely in there. That inside is incredible. Um, yeah, just just horse and buggy monks. Yeah, horse and buggy monks. The outside, I believe, is a refurbished um, facade. Like, you know how they have, because you have your dome and your cupola up there, right? With your golden dome on top of that. Yeah. And you can see how the dome kind of fits into the roof. It looks like it's entirely possible that it, at one point, was a full domed structure. Right. Like built around the, it. Yeah. Right. That's yeah, what, that's what like I'm seeing here. first glance. That's what I'm seeing is the buildings built around an original dome structure. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. I think it... It could be mimicking uh, the architecture that you know was already over in Europe and and Moscow or Russia at the time, or well, if you look maybe, at the, if you look at the first really picture, was a structure there. Look at the first picture uh, that he posted, where it's like from the the pool there, the, the 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 whatever that is, and look at the look at the roof. That's the um the red clay roof yeah. tiles, and that t- right in the middle there, that sort of. Greco-Roman arched the triangle thing with the eye right in the middle of it, by the way. <laughs> See that? No, it's just it's just a window, okay? So sunlight can come in. Natural right. light, bro. Right. Just, it's so sunlight can come in. It's probably set at a direct at a, at a certain angle so that on a certain day of the year the sunlight comes through it at a certain angle so it illuminates a certain thing. But that's just me. Probably just, you know, so, hypothesizing. So So are the do you think that the catacombs maybe are the leftover remains of the actual ground floor of whatever this original building really was? That's a distinct possibility. Yeah. Man, this interior Uh, is amazing. I know, like it's it's it it's really a sight to behold. And and the fact that they've able to keep it uh, looking so nice. You know, over the centuries. Well, obviously, uh, the uh, insurrectionists. Yeah, the insurrectionists never made it here, so thank God. Well, for they that. don't have they don't have Lego. I don't think they have a Lego uh, building of the Franciscan DC monastery. I, are you sure? 
If they did, I would have it. Yeah, I was just going to say, check Reinhardt's dad's attic. <laughs> I, it's funny you say that, Dogbot, about uh, whether this is possibly, the catacombs are possibly the original ground floor. Um, Johnny, you and I were just talking earlier about uh, the pictures that we've seen of the early 2000s renovation of the Capitol building. Yes. And three stories underground. They, <laughs> how many? Uh, there's at least three stories excavated yes. underground with pillars of similar style and structure as found on the quote ground floor that we know as the ground floor are three floors underground because when you build well first of all when was the capitol building built 18... well it was originally built in the 1700s okay um and then it was rebuilt after the war of 1812 when it was <laughs> right, quote, right. burned down right, mm, right. yeah the fire those dirty brits yeah the... yeah I love the, the I love the narrative of the War of 1812. The War of 1812, um, which apparently literally nobody, unless you live in the state of Maryland, is taught in school. And the only reason that is is because it took place in Maryland. So, and I'm pretty sure that's a pretty sanitized version that they're getting. Anyways, yeah. So, so when they built this building in the 1700s, apparently they dug out a four story down four stories down into the ground to build the fourth basement level, which had on the outside of the foundation under the ground pillars and columns and other uh, architectural structures and stylings that were found on the, what would be known as the ground floor later. Because when you're building, you know, when you, when you're, when you're building your first, you know, nation's capital building in a swamp, uh, you want to normally dig down, you know, four levels. Somehow you do that with horses and buggies and oxes and carts and shovels and pixes, pixes, picks. Don't forget the bootstraps. In the bootstraps. Dude, did they, but dude, you know what? I've seen pictures, okay? The paintings of people in the 1770s and whatever when they supposedly formed the government here first. You know what I don't mm -hmm. see in any of those pictures? Bootstraps. Blacks. Bootstraps. They're all wearing those pointy ass shoes and like the white buttony things that go over your shit, your your calf down to your foot. I forgot what those are called. Spats. I think. No, but there's no bootstraps. I don't see a single pair of bootstraps in any of those pictures. George Washington is wearing like high socks and like loafers. That's the the very crypto, gay Masonic fashion. I think. Okay. okay. Where are the bootstraps? Where are all the bootstraps? I don't see any bootstraps on any of the people in the pictures of the 1800s. No bootstraps. I think bootstraps are a lie. Well, have been, mm. man. I'm gonna say that bootstraps. Just judging on just judging on what I've seen from the fashion. Okay. <laughs> so back to the uh, the bootstrappy <laughs> foundation. Yes, back to the bootstrappy foundation. There's no way that 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 that. That was not built under the ground. Well, no. you know what I just looked up? That it just is so coincidentally coincides with the uh, dates for all this. Uh, so bootstraps were invented in the 1800s. <laughs> 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 it couldn't be more perfect. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <sighs> I was not <sighs> expecting you to say that, Jack. Um, thank you. I was drinking... A seltzer and it almost went up my nose. Thank you, sir. That was that was awesome. Eighteen hundreds bootstraps were invented, of course. Eighteen thirty-seven. Huh. 
Man, just early enough, too. That would explain. Okay. Okay. So my theory is BTFO. Okay. Fine. I regularly get BTFO, right? Apparently. Regularly? That's that's what I hear. Like, we're always wrong. Oh, me, well, me and you. you never have an original thought in your head. Right. Right. You have to have original thoughts around here, but not me. Crazy. Like that one time when none of us said that Dr. Fauci had the best interests of the country in heart. And now he's telling you to take the shot and just get over it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Best yeah. interest. Yes. All right. I can't I can't wait for him to advertise his own uh license Fauci Pouchy. Fauci Ouchy Pouchy. I, I hope I never have to hear that phrase again, Reinhardt. I mean it this time. <laughs> um Anyways. So back to okay, so this building was four stories down when they when they uh were renovating it in the early aughts. Right. So it was actually it was nineteen eighty three that they started first strengthening renovation and preservation. Oh, okay. Um they started another project in nineteen ninety three, uh that was let's see, terraces, so it was higher levels. Um looks like Okay, yeah, so it looks like it was the eighties, actually. Oh the digging um, was the eight where did we get the odds from then? I don't remember. There was something going on there, but I also was looking for the picture, and now I can't find it. It was huh. just a cursory DuckDuckGo search, so I don't know. Jack, if you can find the picture or any picture of that renovation of the front of the Capitol building where they just completely excavated the grounds in front, um, and those pillars are very I obvious. have those pictures. Hold on. I, ha- I actually have those pictures in my phone. Oh, awesome. So let me go through my 11,000 pictures in my phone. Thank you. Thank you, If this is the, the aughts, you'd be checking your MySpace on your BlackBerry. I never had a BlackBerry. I did have a I Palm. A I, I had a Palm Trail at one time. Because I was a businessman. I had a Palm Pilot. I was a <laughs> businessman. I was a bartender. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Oh, man. Where Sitting there at people? the end of the bar with your stylus? No, I was a bartender. I was behind the bar with the stylus. I know you go to the end at the drink well. Oh yeah, true. There you go. Yes. But, anyways, continue while I'm looking for this. Yeah. So while you're looking for this, um, do we want to stick with the Capitol or move on? Well, we brought up the Capitol because of the fact that the this building in D.C. was like at least four stories underground. So it's completely possible that the um, the catacombs there could have been the first floor of something. Basically, is what we're saying. Right, and we know that the city of Washington, D.C., uh, if anybody has been involved in any sort of conspiracy research for any amount of time, the construction of the city of Washington, D.C., or the district of the goddess Columbia, is <laughs> full of uh, hidden symbolism, and not, not even hidden, not really. You can fly a drone over it, and you can point out all the god and goddess symbolism in the city, so... I would like to try and find a map of these catacombs. Um, I'm looking for one now to see if they actually connect anything, even in just the official quote narrative. Um, But it wouldn't surprise me if these catacombs also snaked through the city and created their own symbols. It wouldn't surprise me for any of these large-scale catacombs. Yeah, that's completely possible. It has to be. I mean, the way that everything else in the city is uh set up 
you can see uh, like there's like you know the owl there's a pentagram minus one um one leg of the pentagram is missing that makes it extra satanic you know uh oh. i know whatever but that's the uh, the normie that's the normie red pill woke take on dc right is that this the layout of the streets is satanic well yeah and it is it is but also seeing evidence that the current city of Washington, D.C. was built on top of something that already existed. Mm-hmm. It's not out of the realm possibility that whatever was down there first also had its own symbolism built in. And this actually comes from uh, our buddy Hudson posted a higher side chat episode in the Telegram the other day. It was really good. If you guys can find it or if you can't, I'll post the link again. Um, Carl, but it was on sacred architecture and sacred geometry, sacred geography. Um, and according to the Freemason he was interviewing, who was led a very interesting life, every single major city from the earliest of ancient days to now has always been planned with symbolism to a spiritual entity in mind. You can go through any major city um, and all using the same principles. Oh yeah, all the city. DC is the same as Moscow. Has the same as Prague. Yeah, like other, a circuit board. Well, some of them are like circuit boards. Some of them are like the uh, the spoke setup with the central hub. Which is also like very many circuit boards, uh, like semiconductor circuit boards, yeah, are in a true. spoke, a spoke fashion. Funny you say. It's funny you say semiconductor. That that goes into a whole different rabbit trail, I know. But. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes, silicon. Well, not even that. Just the the whole ether, uh, ether gathering, church power stations, all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. which is for we, another episode. We are the electricity that runs through the circuit board. That's why they it's, have us uh, doing menial, menial jobs during the week to send us back and forth commuting. That's why they call it the rat race, isn't it? Hmm. Okay. I mean, that sounds sure. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right then. Sorry, that fell flat. My bad. Yeah. No. It's just, that's fine. It, it was. It works. It sounds it sounds like it works. Um. All right. So I sent this picture. Do the thing. Oh, it's not gonna do the uh-huh. thing. Okay, now let me drop it into the... There it is. Oh, Jack, those are both good pictures that you posted. They just don't show the columns. I know Johnny's sending them. I'm trying to, but, but... It's like my phone is not allowing me to... Man, that construction photo of DC looks so fucking fake. The black and white <laughs> one. <laughs> like, it, looks, it, looks, it looks like that shit was drawn on there. Oh, yeah. It, pr- it, it totally it does. entirely looks like it, it was. In before that, some photography artist just BTFOs us again in the chat for over 24 hours. Yeah. I, I, did I ban that one? I think I... I think you did. I think I did. I that one was ban-worthy. Which one? The 24-hour great photography debate. Oh, yeah. That was, that was fun. The, yes. Daguerreotype. Or daguerreotype, daguerreotype, whatever they're called. Daguerreotypes. 
It's because of long exposures, Reinhardt. You can just delete people out of photos. Right. Okay. So the picture that you're looking for is uploading. It is like two thirds of the way uploaded. So it'll be up in a second. Uh, back to okay. the catacombs and stuff in DC. How many? Now, where do they say they got the bones for this one? Uh, the skeleton that is apparently down there is the body of supposedly a seven or eight year old girl who was martyred. In, yes. Would you say the second century? So that would be a hundred years after Jesus' death. Still in Roman times. Mm-hmm. Right. Ah, there's the picture. Yeah, that's the one. With the columns. And that's not the full. That's one, two, three. Yeah, that's four or five. That's three stories underground. That they just unearthed. Yeah. But they there, I think there was also a bunch of friars that were exhumed and brought over to be transferred into the catacombs. Oh, were they Franciscan? Were they uh, Capuchin? Were they the Capuchin? Oh wait, I, oh, I'm thinking of a different one. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm getting all my catacombs that's, mixed up. That's when we get to Europe. <laughs> getting all my catacombs mixed up. It's okay. They all look the same anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they all look the same. It's weird. Again, again. There is a universally agreed upon architecture to some sort of uh, religious structures, you know, realm wide. Well, not that, everybody, right? That's the thing that struck me is these things are very clearly depicted as religious sites, um, as morbid as they are. And I would think that, that amount of dead bodies and bones down there, there has to be something going on. Um, you know, cults for various gods and goddesses, like the cult of Mithras in, in the Roman Empire, often used tunnels and deep places uh, to hide and, and do their rituals. And in, in tunnels like under Odessa and in Paris, obviously, mm-hmm. Prague, did the same thing. Now you have all, the, all of these catacombs and tunnels that have a very distinct uh, Christian look that's been added later. Yeah, where they add the crosses and, um, you know, and they say that these Franciscan monks or whoever, you know, who are Christian monks are buried here. And, of course, the original catacombs uh, obviously had the remains of, you know, the apostles, Peter and Paul. So clearly Christian origins. Yeah, because, you know, the bodies of saints or saints in general are important. Aren't you supposed to pray to the saints? I mean, isn't that what the based churches do? No, you, you don't pray to the saints. Oh, you you pray you pray for the strength that the saints had to go through the trials and tribulations they went through to earn their sainthood, while like, praying at the icon of the saint. No, not not really. You just you just you 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 look. Uh, I don't want to say you idolize them. I, I, I want to say you, you respect what they went through uh, for their faith. And you want, to ha- you want to be able to exhibit the same level of strength and determination that they had for their faith and your own faith. And that, that is one thing in that I, I agree with that. Um, it's kind of like praying and asking for 
strength and assistance from the angels. I have no issue with, you know, praying and just saying, please lend me strength, please guard me, you know, in the faith of Christ. But all this symbolism and uh, specifically in in places like this, very morbid places, Mm -hmm. it seems to go far beyond that into the realm of something, um, something very not Christian. Yeah, sinister even. Maybe maybe even evil. Yeah. You know. I mean, especially considering be- some of the some of the ways these bones are lined up, uh, put together. Just the fact that these how clean these bones are. First of all. Like you know how hard it is to I mean, D B, you've seen your chupacabras clean bones, right? Oh man. Yeah. Right. They shine afterwards. Well, I mean, it's like it, that's a that's a that is a well that 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 is you know, a nice thing to say about them. That's not completely true. I mean, they're not going to get them as clean as if they were bleached, you know? I, well, uh, listen, I, I have a business here. I'm trying to run. I I understand that. And I'm trying to, well, you want to be realistic too. At the same time, you don't want to lie to people. Okay. Don't oversell. Okay. Anyway, Uh, they're never disappointed. No, no, I'm sure they're never disappointed, but, but there's a difference between a bone cleaned by an animal and a bone cleaned professionally, but like bleached or whatever. You know what I mean? These bones yes. and these catacombs, these don't look like natural sun bleached or uh, even cleaned with a with a scrub brush or whatever. I mean, how you know would they boil them? Like, how did they clean these bones to the point where they're? And, the, and of course, none of the teeth. They you know, there's literally no teeth in any of these ones, too. Jack, can you please look up how uh, how they say people clean bones? Yeah, how the narr- What's the narrative of the bone cleaning? Of like, say the Roman catacombs. Which ones will know the Paris catacombs? Six million skulls, right? So that's a lot of that's a lot of cleaning. That's a lot of bleach. If they bleach them, I mean, I want to know how they clean the bones because they're very, very, very clean. Um, now, I will say, I will say this: with many methods of embalming and uh, you know funerary practices, when it comes to you know putting the dead to rest, there are ways to preserve bones mm-hmm. in a very clean state even after the body itself is decomposed um right. i don't believe that's the case given the narrative especially if we're talking about let's say the paris catacombs given the unsanitary conditions the absolute just squalor that 90 percent of the friggin' city lived in mm-hmm. and Allegedly. the fact that they were running out of room in the graveyard i don't think they took the time to do any of that for these people right They're probably so, mostly whores and farmers all right, but you're right. So if that's the case, then how did these bones end up so clean? Like, wait, they just why, went... why those two professions? Yeah, that was that's why I was that's what yeah, I was. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying they weren't like it's They're not either like whores or farmers. Yeah, take that, <laughs> France. Commoners. Take that, 1700s <laughs> France. Or farmers. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Fine, millers, farriers, stable boys, kennel masters, <laughs> kennel masters. Um, no, I'm saying commoners. You know, it, it's not that these oh, people were so whores and farmers are the only types of commoners. Wow, wow, how bougie can we right? get? Right, I know the Reinhardt. pronunciation guy is all bougie makers. again. Yeah. <laughs> Highfalutin bootstraps over here. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We're come for the casual racism, stay for the overt classism. <laughs> <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, boy! All right. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take a break. Uh, DB picked the song this week. What do we got? 
All right, so I really wanted to pick this painkiller song called Ossuary, but then I remembered that John Zorn is like a turbo Jew. So I decided to go with this uh, drum and bass group, Bad Company, uh, and the song's called Son of Nitrous. Cool. All right, we'll be back.
All right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny Monoxide with Dogbot Reinhardt and Jack. Uh, we are talking about catacombs, the religious underground underground places of religious burial and ceremony, I guess is what they're officially known as. Um, they're really creepy, really weird. They're full of bones, uh, and we can't figure out how they clean them. Jack, did you ever find out how they clean the bones? Yes. Yeah, so real interesting. Mm. So if I were, so what I did, I typed in skull cleaning methods, right? It came up with everything I'd want to know if I wanted to know how to do it today. And then all I did was tack on in medieval times at the end. And it just gives you a bunch of clickbait, like 15 horrifying medieval medical experiments done. And that's all you can find. You cannot find that shit anywhere. Hmm. Interesting. What if you typed in in Minecraft? Hmm. Just asking. Um, that's very interesting that they don't have any sort of legit like um, listing or means of how to do that. You would think that somebody would have had a narrative, right? About that? One would think. Yeah. All right. Well, so we don't know how they clean the bones. Maybe somebody who's listening to this episode can tell us how they clean the bones. There's somebody out there right now rolling their fucking eyes listening to us going, God, these guys don't even know how to clean bones. <sighs> God, this is how they did it back then, guys. Okay, they were just so much better at everything than we are now. See, society well, has degraded because of industrialization. Uh, we have gone backwards to the point where nothing has any sort of quality anymore. We could never manufacture anything the way we did even 100 and 120 years ago. Dude, my friend Clark on Twitter, he, he goes by Bog Spectre. He, he actually is a does blacksmithing and he collects like... Uh, he collects like those axes that come with your kit when you're in infantry and from different... Uh, from, you know, from different armies across Europe and whatever. He's got this like crazy collection of those kinds of axes and shovels. Mm -hmm. He was complaining on Twitter the other day that he, he hates going to the festivals to sell his wares because uh, bug men have managed to ruin blacksmithing because of that show forged and fire. And you should see some of the fucking like dysgenic, fucking goblin people that came out of the woodwork to to bitch at him for wanting to gatekeep blacksmithing i mean of course i have i have a very good friend who is also a blacksmith he makes amazing knives i'm looking at mine right now um yeah he says the same thing because of forged in fire like the weirdest most soy faced faggotry Furries making swords. Hipster neckbeard fucking yeah. retards. Yes. Well, they're all trying to make their stupid anime swords or something they saw off or, gay shows like Vikings. Well, I was just going to say Vikings, yes. Well, you know, Odin drank cum. So. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's a Mapagan at work, like legit, like the Mjolnir displayed proudly, right? And uh, I was joking. I was like, you know, uh, Odin drank cum, right? <laughs> he like flipped his lid dude it was hilarious i was like no no it's actually canon and his own as a matter of fact what and i explained it to him and that's i got i got to explain it to him that uh it actually comes from a 2000 and 
I want to say 2008. When did the show Vikings come out? Uh, like 2012, 2013. Okay. So this book came out in 2008. It's like the origins of homosexuality. And in he's like some psychologist or psychiatrist or something. And he wrote this book. And in there, he talked about how Odin was a fag and he drank his own jizz. And this book became, you know, it's the origins of homosexuality. It's like a required reading in, in colleges or gay colleges or just what, you know, known as college now. Um, and so now everybody thinks Odin was gay. And now it's canon that Odin was originally gay. And the guy's last name? It was a Steinberger Witz. I can't remember which, but it was a Jew. And he was like, I pointed that out to him. He goes, oh, it was a Jew. Huh. A Jew is trying to, I was like, yeah, a Jew is trying to kike up your white European paganism. He's like, God, it's always Jews. Right. Like Odin had one eye, but it was brown. (laughs) 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 Oh, I don't know why that's so funny, but. He yeah. could see he could see everything through his brown eye. Just... Right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Odin Odin was more of a med, actually. <sighs> Just saying. We're not. Let's not do any more brown eye jokes, okay? But he was Portuguese. <laughs> <laughs> That's really fucked up. <laughs> the Portuguese are like the Mexicans of the med. Uh, no. no, no. I would say it's probably. No, it's not the Portuguese. Greeks. No, it's not the Greeks. It's the oh, Albanians. Okay. Modern. Oh, Albanians, Albanians aren't like... meds. Don't even. Albanians are pretty much like Turks now. All, all yeah. the Albanians in the United States have fucking Italian restaurants and talk like they're straight up dagos. That is. That is not. That is a cultural appropriation is what that is, okay? That is not the fact that they're uh, meds at all. They all well, look they like all a, their kids Vinny. They did. And they all <laughs> well, Vincent is is a very Eastern European name in general. However, but they all look like Artie Bucco from Sopranos. Hello, my yeah. fellow Italians. Right? <laughs> you can't have anything. You can't have nothing, Paisan. Okay. Ossuaries. Ossuaries. Back to back to the catacombs. So Washington, D.C. has one, and then you said there was one in Indianapolis, Indiana. Yes. Um, well, it's the Indianapolis Catacombs. Oh. <laughs> Aptly <laughs> named. Pro- approximately 20,000 square feet of underground passageways on the northeast corner of Market and Delaware Streets in downtown Indianapolis. The walkways and uh, include brick archways and limestone columns that were once a part of Tomlinson Hall, a building that opened in 1886 and was uh, conveniently destroyed by fire in 1958. Shut up! Brick archways and limestone columns was destroyed by fire. Right. This is amazing. This is amazing. Uh, my fireplace is made of brick. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but my fireplace is made of brick. Should I be worried that it's going to burn down if I keep putting fires in there? As long as you don't have the Tartarian brick, you should be good. Ah, phew. okay, cool. This is um, is that is that the same fire you cook your pizzas in too? Because those pizzas are in trouble then. I right, mean, guys. When you have an above ground marketplace, mm-hmm. um, do you think it'd be more convenient to just construct catacombs underneath it to transport goods and services? 
That sounds like a whole lot of work and yeah. very inconvenient way to uh, think of all the white achievements you could do. All of them. All of the white achievements, Jack. Literally all of them. Uh, I'll be done underground. <laughs> so I got some pictures of these uh, storage and goods. Oh, wait. Uh, oh, wait, Dogbot. Wait. Dogbot, we're BTFO. See, they had to be underground because this is where they stored their ice. Okay. In so Indiana. In Indiana, they stored their ice underground where it was cooler. So that's literally why. So, duh. Yeah, I don't know. I'm packing it up on this one. No? Okay, never mind. Continue, please. Sorry. Well, I mean, it, when you look at some of these, I mean, they're, they are quite impressive archways mm -hmm. and columns for underground. I, I really just, I'm, I'm just not feeling this official narrative, boys. Like, now, <laughs> are you not feeling the official narrative due to these, the, you're saying these weren't, underground that these were originally above ground and that the official narrative that they were built uh, quote underground is wrong that's what you're saying i you know what i'm not exactly sure like th like this very well could have been a very large structure that was at some point above ground and then we're talking about whatever cataclysm occurred to create the yeah, you know, the displaced sediment, right? Right. Now, the second picture to the right of the description, that is a split picture, right? That's like two pictures on the right and one picture in the main part on the left there. Am I correct? Yes. Okay. So the one, the smaller picture on the upper right, we will put these in the uh, on the website. It's, it's, it's not going to be a mega. It's three pictures. It's, right. three, it's, right. like, it's three pictures. But the upper picture on the right, now that looks like it's filled in with mud. Right. Hmm. Is that a stairway or a doorway? Doorway. It is a doorway. Okay. Yeah. That is interesting. It looks like it was walled up. Yeah. Actually. It looks like it was like mud. It literally looks like mud because the way it's piled. See the shadow at the top of the arch there? Mm-hmm. That's mud. That's filled with mud. Mud and mud and stone, yeah, looks well, like. Stone now. Well, it's you know, mud when it's dry. Yeah. Guess, you know, yeah. Um, I don't know. I... I don't know if I'd call this something that was above ground before. I think a lot of these places as well were built underground. I just don't believe the official narrative of when or how or why. No. Okay. Now the next picture to the right, that's the four shot. Do you mean, is that the same Indianapolis catacombs? Uh, yes. Okay. So the picture wow. on the left on the upper left, Reinhardt, there are windows. If you look at the walls, those are windows. Oh, oh. Oh, gentlemen, I, I apologize. That's that's uh that's Scotland. Oh. I'm sorry, that, that got mixed up that all got right, mixed right, in with the right. uh the Indianapolis. But is stuff. the Scotland one supposed to be underground too and these are windows? Yes. Okay, yeah, either way, okay. So I, this I, one's the, definitely it's buried. Edinburgh, Scotland was uh the only um oh. catacombs that I found that had like ghost stuff talked oh, cool. about on you know. There is actually one thing uh continue with whatever you're going to say, but there is, there is something I know about the catacombs in Scotland. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to get to them in just a second. I was just, okay. I was thinking that picture was also part of the Indianapolis catacombs. So the underground uh, windows, but if you look at the picture that we were just looking at, these don't look like underground type doors. These look like this, this building could have been, you know, above ground, but those arches are, those are constructed 
in the same way that you would form a brick arch, you know, in an outside part of a structure, you have like the, the way the bricks come up at the angle to form the perfect arch there. Um, if you go back to the other one, you have the, uh, the hallway there is cut in the shape of an arch. You know, those are really, um, if you look at the, the, the wall on the right hand side in the foreground, that looks like block work as opposed to cut stone. So it's like smaller cut stones. So this is like quarried and then built out with stone. Right. Like, like you can't say this is like the most beautiful architecture you've ever seen or anything. No, it's just like the, engineering the fact that it's managed to stand the test of time. And uh, the en- it is an engineering feat to be able to pull this off and you're still able to do whatever stuff you're doing above ground. Mm-hmm. Um, Daba, real quick, I was just looking at some pictures of the uh, Edinburgh Underground City. It looks like the one, not the four picture one, but the one next to it to the left. That one is also Edinburgh. Is it? Yeah, that one is also Edinburgh. Oops. Which one? The one next to to the left of the the four picture, uh, the very pixelated one, with the three. Yes, that's also Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. My bad, gentlemen. I dropped in a whole bunch of stuff at one time. Oh, you're fine, dude. Okay, well, you're good. Okay, well that that pic. Okay, so whatever. The Edinburgh, Scotland, catacombs looks like it was covered in a mud flood. Okay. That, yes. that one, yeah, I mean, regardless of where it's located, whether it's Indianapolis, Indiana, or Edinburgh, Scotland, this thing looks like originally it was above ground. Um, absolutely looks like it was above ground. I agree. And uh, this this actually comes from an area in Edinburgh uh, known as Mary King's Close, or also just colloquially, or just known as Edinburgh's underground city. Um, so do do you want me to talk about it just a little bit? If you, or do you want to stay on Indianapolis for right now? No, I we're good. We're, we're good with Indianapolis. We're good on Indianapolis. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so Mary King's Closer or the underground city here, this is actually an area that was supposedly built underneath the Royal Mile in Edinburgh, Scotland, in the historic, quote, old town area. Um, this was known as the underground city, not just because it was supposedly, quote, underground, but also it was where the poor lived. Uh, many shady deals happened here. This is like the black market area uh, became that, at least. Um, but <laughs> these were a series of tunnels and catacombs, they tell us, that were built underneath this Royal Mile. Um, this is a merchant area. Um, I think it <laughs> construction so- started on it in like the, oh, God. Maybe official narrative wise, the 14th or no, not 14th, maybe 16th, 17th century. Hmm. Um, this, I definitely believe, was above ground at one point. Yeah, that 100%. one room, like that one room definitely looks. You've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight on the other wall. Windows, but you're underground. Why do you have windows in a structure that's under the ground? In that four. Split picture that the one that's to the right on the bottom, that looks like like any old semi abandoned like not semi but any old like abandoned like I don't know like an old hotel or something or it's like a scene out of Resident Evil. Yeah, like a- that, that <laughs> is really weird. You know, that is really strange. I posted a, a link 
just a like a DuckDuckGo images for Mario King's clothes, so you can mm-hmm. see some more pictures. Um, but man, it, this really is an an entire city that's underground. This is like quintessential uh, mud flood, in my opinion. Uh, the oh yeah! Fits, Holy cow! It was built in. It was built over several centuries. Um, underground, totally covered. Uh, was very, very active. Still is. Um, you know, but now it's just for tours. But it was very active until the 1800s. Right. It's and this is literally uh, like the underworld, the dark underbelly of a city that you hear about or you see. You know, like um, like in movies, like you know, they have like the. I don't know. You'll have like the underground city. I know it's Spawn. They had they had this whole underground um, civilization, basically, of homeless people. Oh. oh wow, Jack! Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, witches' covens in the Edinburgh underground city, of course. What witches' covens? You well, you know they saying. love doing stuff underground. Sure. Whether they're and actually so do or they're just a bunch of faggots. Well, so do Freemasons. Well, they. They killed a bunch of witches and just tossed them into the catacombs. But Reinhardt, like you didn't read it. It says white witches. They're good. Like, duh. Come on, man. Oh, the white witches. I'm not even gonna ship post. I'm just gonna slap you next time I see you. This good witches. Good witches. Pick one. This is okay. So this is like a flicker thing. Um, the Edinburgh vaults in Southbridge. Frequent sports of paranormal activity and ghost sightings resulted on Living TV's Most Haunted going to investigate the vaults in both a 24-hour investigation and for a Most Haunted live show on Halloween 2006 in which, Scottish investigator, in which Scottish investigator Ryan O'Neill took part, took part in due to his paranormal knowledge of this location. Television show Ghost Adventures investigated the vaults and claimed to have numerous encounters with spirits there. The Witch's Coven is actually a meeting place for pagan white witches and nothing to do with satanic rites or trying to raise the dead. Exclamation point. The Looks vaults pretty friggin' satanic to me. Yeah, the uh, vault- most, most Haunted was one of the funniest fucking paranormal ghost shows that was on cable television. Literally, they would have somebody off, off camera like throw old coins at them. And like one would hit this woman in the head one time, and she went and picked it up and saw that it, they put a flashlight on it. They're like, "That's a coin from the 1700s." And then she, in her terrible <laughs> British accent, she would go, "Thank you, thank you." <laughs> like they, they, they and uh, they're always like like walking around slowly, and they're like, "Did you hear that whisper in your ear?" <laughs> she was the best. Yeah, I don't. I hate those shows. Um. This is this is terrible. This looks like this looks like they got a whole bunch of stuff from Hot Topic. Earthbound. Yeah, Earthbound, Hot Topic. It's probably a bunch of lesbians. Well yeah. Honestly. Okay, so it says uh <laughs> while it has nothing to do with satanic rites if you're trying to raise the dead. The vault visit is well worth doing if you're in Edinburgh. The guide was very informative and the whole place has quite a spooky atmosphere. Hmm. Do you see the comment on it? This is a great shot. Would really like to see this place. I know that witches and other pagans are harmless nature religion. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, cool. I'll just forget about the pentagrams, the Isis, the moon, the crescent moon. Yeah. All the I mean, about, all the symbolism. What about sure. Annie's room? Ooh, yeah. 
That was one we uh, I just had that one pulled up and it went away. Thank you, Skype. Which Guests one? from around the world have donated toys for her and a slightly creepy pile of dolls and teddies. Uh, teddies is the uh, British slang term for uh, teddy bears. And, and and in parentheses it says, and more bizarrely, U.S. police badges <laughs> has built up in Annie's room. Where's what? Annie's room? What is Annie's room? Uh, it's in the uh, Ed- Edinburgh catacombs. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, because people actually lived down there. Or right. lived there, not necessarily down there. Right, they lived in point. this place at one point, yeah, when it was above ground or whatever it was. Right. If anybody, if any listeners have ever played um, played World of Warcraft, the Undercity, that's that's what this looks like. But just imagine it actually above ground at one point. Hmm. That's that's what we're talking about, and it's actually very fascinating history of things that went on there. There was a lot of crazy stuff that happened in Edinburgh over its history. Um, but yeah, it's not surprising at all that once this place was covered. It became a haven for dark stuff. Yeah, it's underground. It's the underworld. You know, well, and people did people did die. The poor die, and sure. they you know leave things behind. And witches die, and their cursed spirits are you know sure wandering around. Sure, why not? Down I mean, there in the ossuary, they're all just whores anyway. <laughs> whores and farmers. Yeah. No, wait, that's France. This is Scotland. So just whores and drunks. <laughs> whores and drunks and kilts. Oh lord! Oh, oh, did we did we talk about this Masonic picture at all? I don't no, know. If we where was the Masonic shot come from? Where did it, which uh, which which catacomb is this picture taken from? Uh, I don't know. Talk about this is one that you posted. Uh, that came from a uh, occult symbolism. Oh, nice. Uh, let me. Oh, let me here see, it is. Bisbee, Arizona. Yes. And the quote says All over the world, caves were believed to be the mysterious repositories of occult powers and used by secret societies for rituals and initiations. Masonic Cave, Bisbee, Arizona. So, yeah, it just looks like a bunch of. Looks like a bunch of dads and granddads just hanging out, having a good old time. Nothing weird going on there at yeah, all. There's a row of guys sitting on the floor. They're just buddies, man. Yep, they're like, just buddies. Christian the big men. G hanging just, there in the ceiling. Yep. Yeah, just dudes doing dude stuff, man. For some hanging reason, okay. Caves, like, so this cave has a very level plank, wood plank floor. So obviously they use this quite mm-hmm. frequently. There are, looks like to be benches across the back wall. We will also put this in the uh on the website we'll 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 post we're going to post our pictures from now on we're just going to post them on the show post on our website which is paranormies.com where you can leave comments on the episodes you listen to on paranormies.com for free for free so yeah this picture was 1857 by a miller and it appears that these masons have set this room up and there's some creepy ones up there in the back and the right. See him like kind of standing in the mist back there? Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Um, and if you look directly above the, the top guy on the right-hand side, right there in the back, there's the three dudes in the back. Look all the way up where that little looks like a wire is going across. Looks like an eye looking out of that mist right there. Does it not look like an eye? Yeah, that looks weird. I was thinking right just below that mist, it looks like two eyes, two glowing eyes looking down. 
Nice. Okay. I see the one eye, and then, like, if you go down, it'd be like the end of a dog's snout. Right there. You see the dog now? There's like uh-huh. an ear. There's like an ear right off to the left. Maybe it's a bull. Somebody calls Zach Baggins. Right. right I'm now. starting to see a ghost materialize. I've seen a MF ghost right on the show, fellas. <laughs> I seen to ghost. I seen to MF ghost. Dude, you uh, guys really missed out on the two or three episodes of Ghost Brothers when they tried to uh, have that on uh, Destination America Network I'm gonna, about four I'm, years ago. I'm going to let you know that I I don't feel I've missed out on anything. So, Dude, watching watching black people freak out because they think <laughs> ghosts is are, are around the corner everywhere, that, that was some prime stuff. Okay, I'm that sure. sounds like it actually be entertaining. You Are know, you sure? Was it called Ghost Brothers? It was called Ghost Brothers. Ghost Brothers. All right. So we have the weird underground city, which is also a catacomb in Edinburgh, Scotland. We also have, we did the Paris catacombs. We did um, the ones in the United States. Then there's the Bruno Ossuary in Bruno Chechia. The best. Yes. This thing is weird. <laughs> yeah, dude. This one is like Europe's second largest ossuary that was not discovered until 2001. That is uh, crazy. Let me guess. Excavation project. Renovation for housing development. Right. Well, so Brno, which officially settled in 1243, but was occupied since the 400s uh, in 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 this place, since it is so old, it's standard practice to do a preliminary archaeological dig. Uh, but what they found under Jab- Jakubski, <laughs> Jakub, Jakub, Jakubski <laughs> Nemseti, Jakubski Nemseti, or St. Jacob Square, was a surprise to everybody. Some 50,000 skeletons were stuffed under the square into a medieval charnel. So the bones were once piled in neat rows, but at some point the water and mud had flooded the gigantic... Oh, the mud had flooded. The gigantic Uh underground ossuary and jumbled the thousands of bones. Now, if you look at the pictures, the bones thought to be from the 16s and 1700s are been believed to have been dug up from an old cemetery to make space for more burials, as is the case with, with most of the ossuaries and catacombs in Europe. It is the sheer amount of skull, bones, and skeletons here, second only to the catacombs in Paris, that make the Bernal Ossuary especially significant. It is clear that many of the people died of various diseases, which can be seen in the coloration of the bones themselves. Though all the bones are tinted yellow, having never been exposed to sunlight, the extra yellow ones likely indicate death from cholera, while the owners of the red-tinted bones probably died from the plague. <clears throat> Bullshit. All right. I don't believe that narrative at all. Well, okay. I can believe the extra yellow, the severe dehydration. I can believe that. Okay. The red tinted bones dying from plague, that I don't understand. It just says died from plague. Like, what kind of plague was this? I mean... Now, if you don't believe in germ theory, it's all BTFO anyway. Right. Now, what they said was these bones were jumbled. Look at this wall of bones. Does that look jumbled? Does no, that jumbled to anybody? Perfectly, uh, perfectly organized. So the question is, were these jumbled at the start and then they put them up in these very morbid 
arrangements, which is even more strange that they would do it in modern day, or were they done this way? There's one picture of a an entire room filled with jumbled bones behind a fence of skulls, it looks like. If you scroll on the pictures. Which which picture is that? Um, so at the header on that uh, mm-hmm. website. I see the header. Yeah, we're scrolling yep. to the right. So, yep, scroll to the right. It's towards the end. Um, and these things are not tinted red or yellow. These things are friggin' black. They look like they've been burned. I'm back at the beginning again. I don't see that one that you're talking about. It's not in Skype. No, I'm, I'm on the I'm on the website. What? Okay, here I'm gonna post it in Skype so you can see. Cause this, no, I see like a big ass pile of bones in the back. That's kind of got like illumination yeah. from the back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. Oh, that. Okay. Right, I guess, right I guess. next to the picture of the amazing pillar made out of fucking bones. Yeah. Yeah. The amazing pillar made out of bones. If you look in that picture at the top, they've installed fucking track lighting. It's just modern art, man. Right. Also posted another DuckDuckGo link with a bunch of pictures. Uh, some of them are higher quality than the website used. Yeah, this so is we can get pretty, better idea. This is pretty that. bad, dude. This is like, there's no way. Yeah, this is just uh, horse and buggy people. Look at the brickwork. And the one with the, the pillar that Jack was just talking about. Look at the brickwork in that. And the I one know, you're tell- and the one that you posted that you were talking about with the, the black bones, that, the, that whole ceiling. Yeah. It's made from like bricks. That's, that's some advanced architecture. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me they built this now. Okay, it doesn't say that they built this specifically for these bodies. So that's admitted at least because there's no way these were built just for the bodies. These had another purpose. But there's no way that this was like storage for an above ground marketplace or something. And they just neglect to mention what the original purpose was. Exactly. Right. Kind of like how... Conveniently. Right. Kind of like how uh, the Utah State Hospital just, you know, became the hospital. Yeah. These things just... The narrative just starts, like, in the middle, always. Always has been. Without form and void. (laughs) There you go. I just (laughs) find it amazing that they were able to pretty much build a stairway of skulls. Yeah, the stairway of skulls is pretty cool. And whatever that thing that's guarding the stairway of skulls is awfully sinister looking. That railing they have set up there, right? Look at this picture I just posted in the Skype. It shows the top of this wall of skulls meeting meeting the brick. Like, look at how all that's stacked. Oh yeah, yeah. It's 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 not uh, it's not realistic that this happened in any random form of occurrence. No, you know, these are meticulous. Very meticulous. Like I said, this would have to be done nowadays with like CAD and like, you know, robots putting them precisely where they go. Check out this next one I put in Skype. Speaking of uh, McChristian imagery. Oh this my God. does yeah. not look Christian at all. But the cross, Reinhardt. There's no there, therefore Christian, right? There's a triangle and a cross, no Reinhardt. Trinity and a cross. Okay, it's Christian. BTFO. I love the pyramid in the wall. Like That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the triangle, yeah. That looks like an eye. Uh, 
It looks like is there's that a an railing eye. going going across that, that or bones? What is that? What across the triangle? Is that is that like a railing? Is that like an artifact that's that's placed there? What I, is that? I was gonna I say that looks like a balcony. Prevent, yeah, I, I think that's like a balcony where see, you can step yeah, out on. If you look okay. below it, it looks like it, it looks very different from the rest of the picture. You can kind of yeah. see like what looks like some sort of supporting structure, I guess. Like a glass podium almost. Yeah. yeah. Why is there a glass Weird. podium? Why wouldn't there be? But like, when was the glass just... podium installed? Like in, you know, like who put the glass podium there? When they the same people who put the cross there. When they renovated the it. Communion basin. Now this is, this is Chechia, right? Yeah. Okay. So there's other stuff at this place. There's, um, the Chech's Capuchin Crypt. Oh. Oh, oh. So this mummified the, uh... monks. And the accidentally interred in a 17th century crypt. Yes. So there's the church called the Bernos Capuchin Church. Uh, it's got the, you know, the Capuchin monks that were, that were um, monks in that area. But they have, yeah, in the main vault, you have to go through a whole bunch of... Um, passageways and you know probably have to you know pull a book from one of the library shelves to make the secret wall open up so you can go through there um okay so they say that the corpse of one woman is frozen in a stricken pose and a neat label informs the visitor that she was accidentally buried alive such errors were common during a time when paralysis and coma were little understood and more than one such unfortunate in the crypt met this fate. So apparently people used to get paralyzed all the time and they would just freeze and people thought they were dead. So they were, you know, they would just bury him in their frozen position, I guess. I can I can imagine just like walling up something to seal it off and you just see this woman collapse and you're just like, "Oh, well, there's another one." And <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So anyway, so this place is the resting place of the Capuchin monks who placed their deceased brothers beneath the church over a period of 300 years. Now this practice was banned by hygiene laws towards the end of the 18th century. Interesting. Um, Mummification was never actually the intention. This is kind of weird. Uh, in keeping with their vow of poverty, the monks thriftily reused a single coffin time and time again. After the funerary rites, they would move the deceased into the crypt and lay him to rest on a pillow of bricks. The dry air currents and composition of the topsoil gradually preserved the bodies where they lay. The result is remarkable. 24 monks lie perfectly preserved, arranged in rows all across the floor. They're all clad in robes and a number of draped with rosaries or clutching a crucifix. A few lie peacefully, but others have fear or sorrow etched into their papery features. A warning common to many such crypts is inscribed in check, uh, check above their final resting place. As you are now, we once were. As we are now, you shall be. Now, that's another just weird burial thing. And he's People here. Let me post the link. It, you can click through on the uh, on the uh, the other site, but I'll drop this in the Skype. Um, seems that not just this Berno ossuary, but also this Capuchin crypt, um, and then this. There's more in, in 
in I guess in Czech this is Chechia, right? How do you, this is not Chechnya, but this is no, it's Czech Republic. Yeah, it's the Czech Republic. Same okay. thing. All right, this is the Czech yeah. Republic. No, I it's didn't not want to the same thing. It's not. It's not. Cut it out, Reinhardt. It's the same land. It's a different country because it's been changed. Okay, but it's the same land. Okay, and they're still Czech. Yes. Okay. They're still Czech. So no, it's not Chechnya. <laughs> no, the Chechnya, the God. Chechnyans are like the worst Muslims on the face of the planet. Earth next yeah, to the Bosnians. No. Uh, yeah, the Bo- I, I knew some some nice Bosnians. They were female, so like whatever. But um, are we are we forgetting Albanians here? <sighs> no, those are the worst Muslims. I thought we were done talking about Albanians. Sorry, want to be Italians. Unless you ordered a pizza. Albanian pizza sounds disgusting. Does it come with an AK? No, they they, they, they have all the Italian restaurants. Yeah, they, they, they run all the pizza joints. Yeah. I don't know about Italian restaurants, but pizza joints. Itali- pizza joints are not Italian restaurants. I don't know if you know that, Dogbot. I mean, they always sell spaghetti. That's <laughs> not an Italian restaurant just because they sell pizza and spaghetti. <sighs> and calzones. That is not even Italian food. It's literally yeah, a pizza folded in half. Salad. All right, stop it. Stop what it. What about Caesar salad? I don't. I don't understand why, why this is happening. Can we not? Like, that's not Italian food. All right. Well, every Italian restaurant around here has those items. Well, you, you, yeah, you, you don't, don't exactly live in an area known for. About. You don't exactly live in an area known for authentic Italian cuisine. There. Stick to Tex-Mex. Right, what Tex-Mex about barbecue. Parmesan? Yeah, you can't smoke it, right? Or deep fry it. Well, that's Ohio. That's actually all of America. <laughs> all right, so everywhere in the Czech Republic, um, they seem to have really weird burial stuff. Like they they have mummified monks. Now these capuchin monks. We were talking about that earlier, um, Reinhardt. Why did we? What's special about the Capuchin monks? The Capuchin monks, through at least four of these catacombs, uh, one of which I cannot wait to get to here in a minute, um, spread across Europe, happen to be built by these Capuchins. And the Capuchin order is a a Franciscan order. Um, I guess they are the more strict that came out of, I don't know, some schism in like the 1500s. Um, out of Italy and headquartered in Rome, but moved all the way throughout Europe. Uh, I can't find anything so far on why they were so focused on this, this death imagery. I really, I really can't. Um, it seems that they were focused on as many Catholics are and were the, uh, the bodies of saints, um, bodies of you know martyrs and things but this seems to go far beyond that it's so Uh, rad that chandelier is so fucking cool this looks like a batushka this looks like batushka album art honestly (laughs) um even though they're orthodox but anyways what the fuck um, what are you looking at that the chandelier and the other thing that's hanging there these are found in the ossuary? 
Yeah, look behind. Look behind the. Uh, look behind that shield or the coat no, of arms. That's what I'm saying. That coat of arms. It's all made of skulls. And are those giant skulls on top? And smaller skulls underneath? Are they children's skulls? Or like, what the fuck? Uh, they don't look like giant skulls. No, never mind. It's just it's just perspective. They're in the background. In no, no, it's just perspective in the picture. I'm looking at the. the that, that's not skull. Never mind. It looks and like look at the look at the skulls. chandelier and look not just at the chandelier itself, which is a marvel, but look at the ceiling too, and the way the skulls and the bones. I can't tell if those are leg or arm bones, but look at how those are arranged, stacked, yeah, very perfectly, and how they spread throughout. And what's the name of the secret society that everybody at the top skull and bones? Hmm. Mm, skull. Mm. Well, as far as we know, skull and bones is headquartered at Yale, but. Far as probably has its origins somewhere here somewhere there maybe i'm gonna guess yeah, if you look on the picture on the left for the chandeliers it looks like there's a cross right above it too yeah there's a bone cross yeah it's a yeah it's a cross and then a crown and then a coat of arms yeah made of bones it might be right, i don't hip, know it might be those like hip bones the one the, the crown the rounded part of the crown those are like hip plates yeah they do yeah oh that's weird wow man Hey, you gotta use. Imagine being a Catholic, supposedly Catholic monk, and you're sitting here just planning this out. Like, all right, we're gonna put this bone here. Oh, hey, can can you throw me a pelvis? Is this the same? Right. Yeah. We're gonna need need about another forty left pelvises, and then eighty right pelvises. Okay, so this is probably. I mean, is this the way that they? You know, the same planning commission probably sat down to talk about the Pope's antechamber, right? The one's shaped like a a viper's head and it's got the explosion of um whatever that thing is behind the pope what do they call that one what do do they call that that uh piece of art i'm not sure but people give a lot people give a lot of shit about found art you know that it's not really art but this is a pretty uh it's pretty fantastic what do you mean it's not art hold on what do you mean found art isn't art who says that i've heard that yeah but yeah I've heard people say it's just junk being slapped together. You know, this is amazing. Some people are just. Some people are dicks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. What if this wasn't found art, though? What if all this is very intentional? What, like, like people were intentionally killed to make the chandelier? People intentionally killed for building material, Mm -hmm. ritualistic building material. It's pretty. Hey. It's possible. I mean, I feel like people have been killed for far less. Yes, this is true, Jack. And we know the occult does some weird, messed up stuff. And they are a medieval Catholic order. Mm -hmm. So So it's entirely possible that this is some sort of ritualistic architecture. Or what what did you say? Ritualistic, uh, yeah, architecture. Ah, it could just be making the best of the materials you have available. Right, because when you have a bunch of dead bodies scattered around, you want to clean the bones off so the, they'll be preserved perfectly forever so that you can make a chandelier out of them. Hey, I don't know, so resourceful. Yes. Yeah, chandelier guy had a vision. I'm not going to... I'm not... I can't knock chandelier. I, I like the coat of arms, too. It's pretty intense. That's... It's a little over the top, actually. You know, to be... Yeah, to, but... To be quite honest, it's a little like that's a little too much. It's like they went too far. Great line weight, you know. Like it's just uh, 
I don't know about you guys, but when it comes to designing a place of worship, I don't think I want to design it like this last picture I just posted. And this is from a different place or the, or the picture above it. You know, oh, yes. I, I this just, is the Polish uh, Skull Castle. Right? Skull Chapel. Skull Chapel. Excuse me. That's Skull Castle. Venerate the dead. Skull Chapel. Yes, they're Venerate venerating the dead. the dead by having crossed skull and bones. You know, skull and crossed bones. Excuse me. Venerate the dead. Yes, you venerate the dead by having skulls and crossed bones and perfectly stacked skulls. Thousands of perfectly stacked, perfectly preserved, perfectly clean skulls. Um, you know, right around a um, a representation of Christ on the cross, and apparently, yeah, uh, what I'm are those Pokemon call. cards down in the front there? The little shiny things. What are those? Like the pink star looking stuff. What's that? The, the stuff on the bot. Like, uh, okay, so you see where Christ is? And those mm-hmm. things are those like icons. Is that like a no? St- what is that thing in the middle? Is it no birds? What is that? No hand? What is that? A no, no touch. Probably. No touch? Okay. Like, don't touch it. Yeah. Because okay. those look like they're, they're skulls of importance yeah. that are placed on there. Right. Right in front of Christ. But, like, right. When you want to worship Apollo. Christ, you want to make sure you do it in your boneyard. You know, your, with your weird little, your weird little saint, uh, whatever that is on the left there. Well, you know what's interesting? Um, ad Judaicus? I'm, Venite Ad Judaicus? Huh. I think you guys are discounting the amount of free time some of these uh, monk gentlemen had in order to put together something pretty pretty intense. The amount know? of free time and autism it would yeah. take. The, look at this. Look at this. This is, uh, this is autism. There's definitely a vision well, going on here. You know. Well, they didn't have Minecraft back then, so they had to make do. <laughs> right. I. This is absolutely ridiculous, dude. I'm gonna zoom in on this on this picture from the skull chapel. I wanna I wanna see what that's saying. Well, what's saying? The sign, yeah, venite ad judicius, vaste at. I can't read that last word. It looks like a G in in two U's in there, but I can't read it. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Is that supposed to be like Saint Michael over there on the other side? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Uh, one thing it's about this, you know, it's, wings. Sh- it's like the angel, archangel, maybe I don't know. It's holding something. One thing about this place, as I mentioned earlier, that uh, cults, like in the Roman era and and much later, also used places like this in caves and and catacombs and tombs for their rituals. Uh, one cult that did that for a very long time is the cult of Mithras. Uh, Mithras, a dying and resurrecting uh, light deity who actually was a uh, was used as a physical representation. His physical representations were used as representations of Christ, along with Apollo, mm-hmm. uh, by the early Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church, after it was taken over. Right. So this looks not like a place dedicated to Christ at all. No. Just not even close. Yeah, the Skull Chapel, um, or, or known as St. Bartholomew's Church, is an ossuary chapel loca- located in the Germania district of Kudowa, a town in Kludzko County, Lower Silesia, Poland. I think I said all that correct. Built in the last quarter of the 18th century, 
On the border of the then Prussian county of Glotz, the temple serves as a mass grave with thousands of skulls and skeletal remains adorning its interior walls as well as floors, ceiling, and foundations. The Skull Chapel is the only such monument in Poland and one of six in Europe. Apparently, there's five others that are like this. So, mm. the Cedic Ossuary, the Santa Maria del Concisione de Cappuccini Ossuary, and the Capella de Osos. Those are three. Also, one last thing about the Skull Chapel uh, in Poland. If I don't know if you want to keep going or not. Uh, apparently, it houses a Tartar warrior skull. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. And it was built in 1776 by Bohemian local parish priests. Bohemian. So oh, hippies. Skull and bones. Yeah, pretty much. Fucking hippies. God damn it. Everything ruined by these fucking hippies. Every single time. Or also just, you know, the word for Central Europeans. <laughs> right. And oh, yeah, so the Bohemia, the region Bohemia that includes the Czech Republic. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm, not, just, I'm just confused now. How how was Edie Burkell? I was just going to do Central an Edie Burkell joke. Damn it! I was going to say, you know, I'm not aware of too many things. You know, I know what I know. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean, brother. Yeah. Do do you? <laughs> All right. So, uh, also in in the Czech Republic, there's this uh, this Chapel of All Saints with ossuary, which has all kinds of Tartarian architecture with 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 a couple of cupolas and statues and really cool structures on top. Um, let me drop this in the chat so you guys can look at this too. Check this shit out. And of course, we will put these in the uh, we'll put these in the. Is this the, the, uh, the Sedlik Ossuary? Yeah, the Sedlik Ossuary, yeah. Okay. Wow. In the Czech Republic, right? Oh, this looks like, okay, that, the skull chandelier picture. Mm-hmm. That's where this came from. Okay. So this and is the coat of arms. Okay, nice. So this is all from this the place. Sh- okay, cool. The Schwarzenberg coat of arms. No, what? Wait, pronounce that again. That is the Schwarzenberg coat of arms let's see <laughs> czech and german one of the most prominent european noble houses princes of the holy roman empire schwarzenbergen <laughs> yep let's see origin uh Seinsheim family it's a branch of the Seinsheim family mm. okay yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna call crypto on that yep <laughs> But like the one, the picture where it says entrance and you've got like the skull, the cross made out of bones surrounded by like a shield over it. Another, another cross built into it. Yeah, nothing, nothing yeah. evil about that. But the chapel exterior, That's... look at the chapel exterior. Man, I know I know you guys are seeing all the evil in this, but it's some of the stuff's pretty rad. <laughs> it, may, it looks rad. This is the kind of stuff I've always been interested in, but still... <laughs> What like about the, that, the, um, the cherub picture. holding the skull, you know? Damn it. I was literally about to say that. <laughs> yeah, all this Sorry. stuff is really cool and all, <sighs> but like... I mean, de- I mean, that depiction of an angel is pretty, pretty inaccurate anyway for a cherub, so... Sure, sure. All right. Oh, my gosh. Here we go with the... It's it's a flying wheel with tons of eyeballs and that's, like that's lion, a lion's manes and shit. That's only that's one thing. Be afraid, retard. <laughs> 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 that's only one particular kind of angel though db so. yes. 
If it's actually a cherub, it should look more like a sphinx, but worse. Right, like a big angry lion-ish thing. Right? Yeah, <laughs> literally the embodiment of, you know what, be afraid. Right. All right, all but, right. Speaking of, you know what, be afraid. Um, these are places you don't want to go to at night because they're very scary, very spooky. A lot of that people died to create these things, literally. Oh, man. Um, I just can't buy the narrative that these monks were that autistic and just stacked these things that perfectly in those, you know, in those totally not occultic um, manners. I mean, I'd believe that the monks were autistic, but not autistic enough to do this. Right. Oh, Johnny, did you see this on the Wikipedia? Too, just according to official narrative, after 1511, the task of exhuming skeletons and stacking their bones in the chapel was given to a half-blind monk of the order. What? Well, he had to a feel half- for it. Oh, shut up! Womp, womp. That was actually pretty good. That was actually pretty good. No, no, I can't. I, after further review, <laughs> the further review, the penalty is declined. Yeah, that was a good terrible. one, DB. That was actually good. That was quick. It was it wasn't you know it wasn't a plus, but it was quick. So you, you get extra points for that. Thanks. I love it when you guys grade my jokes. <laughs> Everybody's jokes get me. graded on this show. Mine usually Seriously. suck. So, yeah, my dad jokes are not great. Mine are always fall by silence anyway. So we do that on you purpose. Get a grade. Even if they are funny, we just yeah. Wait, Reinhardt tells jokes. I mean. Ooh. <laughs> I love you, brother. All right. He doesn't tell jokes, which is why he didn't get mentioned on 4chan. Ah, that's why. It's because I'm dedicated to effort posting. I don't think any of us got mentioned on 4chan. I think that was 8chan. I don't uh-huh. think... uh, that, was, that, was, that was 4chan. Was it 4chan? Yeah. Either way, it's still fast. I thought, I thought 8chan didn't exist anymore after uh, oh, the fake right. gay shooting in New Zealand. No, no, no. That's right. That's right. It is 4chan. It's only 4chan now. You're, you're right. You're right. Hey guys, ch- check this out. In media, uh, <laughs> it's in it, it, uh, in the in media section. In 1970, uh, the Centenary of Rent's contributions. Czech filmmaker, I'm not pronouncing that. Uh, John Svankmayer, uh was commissioned to document the ossuary. The result was a 10 minute long, frantic cut film of skeletal images overdubbed with the actual tour guide's neutral voice narration. This version was initially banned by the Czech communist authorities for alleged subversion. The soundtrack was replaced with a brief spoken introduction and a jazz arrangement. <laughs> so, what? So, so, uh, and, and, and an arrangement, uh, an arrangement of a poem, uh, which in in France, uh, in French, it translates to "How to Draw the Portrait of a Bird" by Jacques Pervert. Uh, since the Velvet Revolution, I don't know what the Velvet Revolution is. The original tour guide soundtrack has been made available. Uh, so, uh, where communism fell. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, fact, also, the yeah, ossuary yeah. was used as a location in the Dungeons and Dragons movie. Oh yeah, it was a terrible movie. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we have a lot of interesting things going on in these places. What about what's this last one? How much time we got left? What time is it? Oh, you know what? It's getting late. I'm already I'm already going to have nightmares about skeletons and I'm not going to have nightmares. But these are very Some creepy places. Milk. What's that? 
Just drink some warm milk. You'll be fine. Dude, it's like 90. I'm not drinking warm milk. It's <laughs> Dude, hot. You know, did you see that Cleopatra reconstruction? I did. She looked like your average short-haired art hoe girlfriend. I know. I've been having like strange nightmares with her uh, visiting my dreams and complaining <laughs> about like really banal shit. She tried to read your fortune with tarot cards yet? No, she was complaining about her weed dealer ex-boyfriend to me in a dream this week, and I was like, "Oh my god, shut up!" Yeah, I, I, I can, I can picture that. Very annoying voice, so too. Her, right? So her brother before Mark Antony. <laughs> yes, something like that. Something like that. Oh my, oh my. Ah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of stuff, dude. There's, we missed. You know what? We should do like two nationalist inquirers every week, man. The way that the news has been going. So much news, so much stuff going on. We're gonna have a busy week uh, on Tuesday. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of weird, a lot of weird shit coming up. Yeah, uh, we are also going to be maybe having a guest next week. I'm not sure. Reinhardt, you have next week off, right? Yes, that is correct. Yes. Yeah, I've got to drive to pick my wife and son up, son up from the airport, and that's right. a four and a half, five hour round trip. Woo! Right. So we'll have, we may have a guest. We may not, we may do something fun. I don't know. We'll, we'll, do, we'll figure something out. We have, we have a list of topics and a host of things. We also have people that we've been supposed to be having on and we need to get around to them. Uh, check us out on telegram t.me slash the paranormies present. Uh, everybody, but me has their own channel guys. Shill your channel. Uh, get inside the kennel, chupacabra kennel for, Rants, memes, etc., etc. T dot me backslash chupacabra underscore kennel. Well, they did the backslash in there. Uh, <laughs> check me out. Uh, T dot me slash Nephilim hour. Um, hidden history, crazy religious things. Talk about some some weird stuff that we like to keep out of the paranormies channel, so we don't annoy Dad in the mornings. Even though it always ends up there anyway. Not my fault. I didn't say it was. Ooh. Jack, you Damn, that two. sounds like someone who's guilty. But um, <clears throat> you can find me at, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do the T.me's, Jack's Internal Shitpost, Necronormicon, and Ascending the Spectrum. Oh, that's right. He has. Yes. Also, check Jack out on Ascending the Spectrum on Americaner.org. That is Americaner with a K. Uh, Reinhardt was on the latest. Is that up? Is that going to be up soon? No, I'm still waiting for Magnus to send me the MP3. Okay. So I can upload. But it'll be out soon. soon. It'll be up soon. Uh, You can also... Also, don't forget, our buddy Alt Skull, he is at t.me slash altskullmirror. And he drops all kinds of voicemails and stuff in our our Paranormies chat, or in our Paranormies channel, which is always great. His voicemails are great. Uh, His recent ones have been really good. You should check them out. Uh, what else? Check out our T-shirts. Thank you for buying our shirts, people. We love it. Uh, I love the shirts. I wear them. I wear the shirts. All I have all the shirts. You guys have all the shirts. Um, everybody should get all the shirts. We have more shirts coming. We have five designs as it is. We're about to have most likely the tinfoil design and dogbots design are the next two on the docket. Uh, check those out at dissidentapparel.com slash allies slash paranormies. Check them out. Uh, what else? What else? Uh, you guys can always donate if you like. There's the Bitcoin and Litecoin addresses on the bottom there. Uh, we've been banned from literally everything else. Mm, missing anything, guys? 
I don't think so. About it. All right. All right. Well, uh, Jack's got a creepy pasta for us. Jack is actually, actually Reinhardt's doing those uh, from now on because I have that project well, I, that I, I was just I'm gonna, starting. I was just going to do the bit. So Reinhardt's going to do the do the bit. Reinhardt's going to do the pasta this week. Yeah, and until okay. further notice, okay. I, I'm still so, going to do the Necronormicon. That's though. fine. Jack's going to do the Necronormicon. Reinhardt and I think DB might do one or two. Uh, we'll, yep. We'll uh, see. Yeah. I have some. I have some stuff to read. Nice to people. And Jack has a little reading project of his own to do that he's been uh, tasked with by a very special group of people. They're uh, friends of ours. And he's going to be doing that. So Reinhardt's going to be doing some creepy pastas. I might do one. Who knows? We'll see. But there is a creepy pasta following this. And we're getting out of here. We'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. String theory, reach around. My parents taught me when I was small. When things go wrong, find the silver lining. When I lost my peewee soccer game, the silver lining was that I still had fun. When the hairdresser accidentally cut my locks far too short, the silver lining was that I got to rock some cool hats. When Spencer Collins stood me up on my first date when I was 13, the silver lining was that I had, well, dodged a bullet, and Dad bought me ice cream anyway. When the supermarket didn't have the red grapes that I wanted, the silver lining was, well, at least they had the green. But when the man slashed my ankle, as he hid under my car in the grocery store parking lot, the silver lining was that he got my right, not my left. I'm a lefty, you see. When he locked me in the basement with four other women, the silver lining was that at least I had company. When I pleaded for my freedom and cried at his feet, the silver lining was that I was at least still alive. When he cut off my ring finger as I fought back, the silver lining was that at least he cut my right hand. I'm a lefty, you see. When he killed the woman, changed to my left, it was hard to find a silver lining, but I did. At least I got something to eat that night. <laughs>